One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Hello everybody. Welcome to Failing Better the hilarious self-help podcast for losers. I'm Sean McLaughlin, one of the co-hosts. I'm Johnny Pelham, the other co-host. And together we are... Failing Better! (laughs) So how are you, Johnny? What's going on? I'm good. Why are you whispering? Do you want to let the audiences know? Because it's quite creepy. It's quite spooky. I've got my um, mother-in-law asleep in the next room. And my father-in-law is downstairs, and I don't want to disturb them. <laughs> so I'm going to be giving this episode a very seductive feel. In the way we said feeling better felt like it did feel quite sort of... I felt a, a, a chill down my spine, I'm not going to lie to you. In a, in a positive way, or a negative way? Is it possible to have a chill down your spine in a positive way? <laughs> well, I said, a, I said it was like going to be an erotic feel to the pod. Ooh, and you said I, that, that gave me a chill down my spine. So. And I do have an erection, so maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Maybe I love spooky sex. Uh, That's what I learned about myself in the first minute of this pod. Do you have a good relationship with your... uh, (laughs) your, your in-laws? Yeah, well, in-laws is the last word there. Do you have a good relationship with your gothic gothic intercourse? Um, um, You're quite tired too, aren't you, Sean? You've been working like like a crazy dog. Working like a dog, punctured, of course, by going on... What could only be described as a twelve-hour bender, which was um, that's fun, quite a mistake. But um, I'm okay. I'm in. A, I'm in a good. I'm in a good mood. I'm loving the summer. What was a twelve-hour um, bender? That's what everyone wants to know about. I went. I was doing work on. Uh, I was writing all day Saturday, and then at about four o'clock, I went to. I, was, well, I had tickets to see my f- favorite musician. Beck. Who's that? Beck. Beck. Oh wow! You know Beck? I know of Beck. I wouldn't know it. I'm not. You know. I don't know the the back catalogue. I'm a a hardcore fan. Every era. Um, And I was bringing a friend of mine and he messaged me in the morning going, oh, I've got us discs. I've got got us discs. (laughs) (laughs) I've got us tickets to a uh, to a uh, afternoon disco (laughs) on the streets of Shoreditch. I was like, oh, cool. And so I went to that and it was... um, which was very intense and I drank a lot and then I went to Beck and it was wonderful and I drank a lot and then um, it never stopped it's still happening now it's it's still happening now the the lash the lash doesn't end until I say it ends <laughs> that's how I live my life 
Yeah. I'm a slave to the lash. <laughs> well, in Germany, they talk about they have like part, they have like clubs that go into like seven or eight in the morning, and they have clubs that take over at eight in the morning. So you can just literally never go to bed in Germany. Yeah, in they Berlin, have, I think that is. They have a twenty-four hour clubbing system. They also have that cool club. What's it called? I stayed near there once. Stayed you near there? I think I went there. Yeah, I know. What? What? What a loose connection. <laughs> I stayed near there once. No, it was um, what's it called? It's not called Club, Club, Club Tropicana. It can't be called that. <laughs> I, I've got no idea. I don't know. It's but, it's one where you can't get in if you look like you want to get in. Yeah, it's, I, and you have to queue for hours. And if you're English, they don't let you in. Because my sister went then. They had to pretend she was German. Mm. It's a very... I, I just find places like that. I would... I would th- there's no part of me that wants to get into that club. I've, I'm, I bet the thing is, I bet you get in there and it's not that different from any other place. I mean, no, what could it possibly be? Well, there's been loads of people who are so cool, they don't, they're trying not to look cool and still look cool, which I don't want to hang out with those people. They're the worst people I want to hang out with. You want to hang out with people like me, people who don't yeah. even realise they're cool. Yeah, yeah, with the waifs and the strays, <laughs> with the fuck nuggets. <laughs> fuck nuggets. <laughs> that's our, um, that's our, that, maybe that could be the word we have for our listenership. What, yeah, our fuck nuggets. Join, Hello, our, you're our fuck nuggets. Join, join the fuck nugget army. <laughs> <laughs> Just go start going to McDonald's. I'd like one fuck nugget, please. And then a, a, a listener to Failing Better comes up. <laughs> yeah, that's it. If you're a listener to Failing Better, you get to use the secret password of McDonald's, which gives you access to an exclusive <laughs> menu. It's a bit like, you know how they have secret handshakes and stuff for, like, the Masons and stuff? Yeah, this yeah. is our version. Basically, if you go into certain McDonald's and say, I'd like some fuck nuggets, you get given uh Well, I don't know what you get given. I've what always would that seen... even be? Sure, I mean, sh- surely you'd want something from the regular menu anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be awful, <laughs> if you went, I'd like a fuck nugget, please. And they went, right, you, have the, you can have these various Chinese options from McDonald's. Like, no, I just want a Big Mac. <laughs> I, I just want a quarter pounder, really. Um, I do see our pod as a bit like the Freemasons in um, its secrecy, power, and wealth, to be honest. I think our pod is very much like the Freemasons in the sense that much of the public <laughs> is not convinced it's real because there's, <laughs> they've not come across it, and so they go, I don't think this actually exists. Yeah, I think your uh, metaphor was better than mine, to be honest. Two good metaphors to start the pod, though. And one a good pod. You can't ask for more than two metaphors, can you? You certainly can't ask for more than two good metaphors for free which is why we're going online you have to pay seventeen thousand pounds for every episode we already are online you thick fuck what are we doing <laughs> we're going on the dark web from now on you can only find us on the dark web i'd love that have you ever we been on the dark web uh, no i tried to access it last week last week why I was looking to buy some marijuana, <laughs> and I didn't know what to do. So I thought, I'll, I might try this dark web business. But it, even reading about it, even reading what it entails, it's very spooky. So um, I sort of, I sort of bottled it. My friend's on the dark web it's right quite now. A, yeah, he's always on it. What's he doing on there? Is it, what's he booking assassins and stuff? He buys drugs, essentially, and then gets them sent to his house. It feels like... And the good thing is, it's like Amazon, where if you want to buy, like, weed or anything or any other... Then you... There's, like, uh, their reviews. You can see that you're getting decent quality. So it's actually quite a good system in terms of making drugs better quality. I find the dark web as a, as a concept 
uh, fascinating. Whoever invented in my, it. In my, in my head, it is like the upside down from yeah. Stranger Things. Like, I'm online, but then suddenly there's like bits of vines and like weeds growing from the screen and it's everything's yeah, a bit distorted and I don't you... know I mean, that's what it is in my head even though it probably just feels like the normal internet except you've got a little thing on your browser me whoever find you. invented it was a, a bad person <laughs> you know like occasionally talks when he's into the dark when they're like actually it's really important for privacy to stop the corporation they're like yeah yeah but that's not why you're doing it yeah yeah like, you're buying a is... human head <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I love that because most inventions that are destructive <laughs> They tended to tr- at least come from a positive place. Like the guy who invented dynamite and gunpowder and all that yeah, yeah. didn't know he was building something destructive. Same Nine-y. with loads of stuff. Yeah, Pardon? yeah. Einstein, he didn't realise he was making a bomb, did he? He didn't know he was making a bomb. He knew he was making a bomb, you know, cash-wise. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I, don't, I wouldn't say the person who invented the dark web was like, how could my super-secret access yeah. to murderers <laughs> how can my secret mur- murderers almanac be used for evil <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah best case scenario he was a psychopath worst case scenario he was much worse than a psychopath what is worse than a psychopath I don't know someone who wants to buy like 70 like I don't know I was thinking all the awful sex stuff you can look on there oh fuck yeah. So, so I've heard, so I've heard. Um, Don't contact way, me again, Metropolitan, please. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is the home of Witty Banter, by the way, in case you've forgotten. We are the official home of Witty Banter. How could they forget? with so much Witty Banter in the preceding ten minutes. Even had they not been aware of our slogan, they'd have thought, this, is, this feels like the home of Witty Banter. <laughs> I mean, I hope that they have been thinking that. Thinking, I think I've got the perfect slogan for these boys. Yeah, and then yeah. we say it, and hopefully that sort of holistic approach between listener and creator is adding a bond to you listening to this. We might have got a series of emails in in that ten minute window, going, "You should call yourselves the home of Wizzy Banter." That'd be nice <laughs> if that's what's happened. What um, my thinking is is my dog's got fleas potentially, uh, so that means that I may have fleas. It's the second time in your life you'd have had fleas, is this correct? Yes. Sophie gets bitten by... Sophie's really allergic to flea bites, so if there's fleas, she just, like, comes up in hives. So she had seven bites, but they could have been from another dog because she was hanging out with another dog yesterday. But if there's more bites when she wakes up, we're in trouble. And so what's the process then? I mean, you, you're a flea... You know, this you, is not your first time around the flea circus. We're, just, we're we going to fumigate this time. Last time we tried to do it with, like, sprays and, and loads of washing and washing up. But what you need, you just need... A, the great thing about the fumigator person, he, he looks like a man who kills fleas. Mm. Like, I've had a couple of flea people in my life. You could pick them out of a lineup. You'd be like, that guy, that guy's a lawyer... That guy works the NHS. That guy murders fleas. Really, he's a flea, he's a flea killer. Yeah, he's yeah. No, and he's no dark web flea killer. No, no he's he on was, the level. He was born to, at the age of four. Someone went like, "Look, you're gonna have to have a nasty." Like someone was like telling him rumors like about je- flies picking on him. Being like that it's like, fly a, fly. it's like a Jedi. He gets picked by the elders from a yeah. young age. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we believe you have a gift. Go and kill these fleas. Um, so we get him around. We probably get him around today fumigate the house then when mm. the dog um get take the dog outside like de-flea her with loads of like shampoo so basically after this i'm going to pet at home to pick up loads of flea shampoo and then get the fumigate around and just try and do it all because you the temptation is always to not like to try and be a bit cheaper and do it yourself but we're just gonna get a guy because last time it was uh, yeah. hell 
I'd say I'd say a, a sort of DIY home fumigation would be beyond you, Johnny. <laughs> it's beyond me by some. Because the thing is, it's, it's one fly has like three hundred eggs. Uh, one fly keep on the flies. I mean fleas. Yeah, you do keep calling <laughs> them flies. I'm worried you're going to get a fly killer around. <laughs> Because, oh, no, no, totally different. <laughs> Mamma mia. Why is the flying person from Mexico? Um, was that a Mexican accent? I, I just think the fact you said, um, yeah, I think so. Well, you know. I don't know what that means. You're looking at me quite smugly. So I think um, I think it would be very funny if you got someone around who kills flies. Yeah. I mean, how 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 angry would Sophie be? If you go, I've accidentally hired a fly expert. And unfortunately, and he goes, the only way to kill flies is to bring in fleas. And so he brings you more fleas. And it's like the end of the... So if he comes down for a coffee and there's a man with a fly swatter running around. <laughs> running around. In one hand, he's got a fly swatter. In the other hand, he's got an invoice. This is 200 yeah, pounds of flies. Can't hear you. Burritos coming out your mouth. I can take your sombrero off, Pedro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is it easy to kill flies with that poncho on? Is that is is that something you'd heckle? I would, I would never heckle the man I've paid to get the fleas out of my home. It's not really um, <laughs> it's not really my uh, raison d'être. Um, well, I, I wish you all the luck in the world, Johnny. Me too. Um, Me I, to be honest, as long as as long as I've known you, I've thought somebody to fumigate this bastard. So I'm glad that that's going to happen. Well, I, I was going to stay in there too because I feel like it can't do much harm. No, I think it's some. Um, it's sort of like colonic, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can get all the, all of the badness out of me. All the toxins off the off the surface. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, lads. Well, um, should we crack on with the app? We're going to crack on with the app. And listeners, I just want to say thank you again for listening. Our numbers are sort of increasing. Are they increasing? Not unless the word increasing means something different to what I think it means. What do you think it means? I mean, Keep it means in mind they... that you, you've got flea and fly confusion. There's a chance you've got increasing and decreasing confusion. Oh, yeah. Well. I I think that our, our, our listenership is steady, but it hasn't gone up for a few weeks. I think we're, we're, we, 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 we're plateauing a little bit. We're just being open with you guys. <laughs> but... <laughs> But we shouldn't be saying this. Look, but the key thing is, we have enough of you that we love it. But look, we don't want to. We don't want to breed this conversation again into the pod. But you gotta give us a review. <laughs> you gotta give us a five star rating. And Otherwise, also, Johnny it, it can't afford to get fumigated. Yeah, if you want me to, just, the flea. Eventually, I'll become a flea unless you give us a five star review. <laughs> is that what you want? You want Sean McLaughlin, the nation's sweetheart, to be doing a podcast <laughs> with a flea? But what a flea. What a goddamn <laughs> what, flea. What a flea. It'd be awful <laughs> if the flea became the dominant one. People are like, that flea is going to prime time. That flea was on James Corden in a few oh, months. What a flea. I mean, what would that even mean? I mean, if a flea could even put on a shoe, you'd go, well, that's a very good flea. <laughs> I mean, are you just but, like you now, but you're a flea? I think that's what I was thinking. But also, if it was a flea, it'd have to be such a tiny little shoe. Who would make that shoe? It'd be such a small shoe. Very cute little shoe, that one. It costs thousands to get a shoe, because you have to have a microscopic shoe. So you're not... So you're saying that you wouldn't be yourself <laughs> as, like, in terms of size, but you're a flea? Like in The Fly, say, for example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd no, be... I'm, I'm, literally, <laughs> I'd be doing a podcast... <laughs> 
We need- My voice, much smaller. Wearing <laughs> lovely shoes. Wearing Reebok classics. <laughs> Hopping around. Jumping <laughs> j- jumping to Birmingham for a gig. <laughs> That'd be uh, very cute, actually. I go, I, I, I actually, I'm hosting the world's cutest podcast. I'd have to change my... I'd have to change a lot of my act. I need to... I wouldn't... I, I mean... Not only do I say uh, you wouldn't, <laughs> you just, I mean, do you honestly think you would? <laughs> I, have to change. I think you could change and become a flea, and I still think you'd be like, oh, I can't be bothered to write anymore. <laughs> <laughs> just tell me about the time I was in a Bangladeshi gang as a flea. <laughs> me, Jonathan the Flea. I'd have to call you Johnny the Flea. Johnny the Flea. That sounds like I'm um, a mob. Not yeah, a boss. Doesn't. I was going to say, uh, I'm, no one's calling a mom boss the flea. Johnny the <laughs> he's, flea. He's united all the gangs in New York. It's Johnny the flea. Who would your favourite band be? Probably the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh. Because their bassist is called Flea. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> called. I've got a terrible fear of aardvarks. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a thing that fleas are scared of aardvarks? No, no, I think I'm... Quite... I think ants are. Is it, aren't they called anteaters? You're a fucking idiot. I've got a terrible fear of aardvarks. Johnny the Flea's new opener. Live at the Frog and Bucket. Audience going, what is he talking about? Well, they make these shoes? It'd be difficult to be a flea because if you were shit, people would be like, fleas are shit at comedy. I've always said fleas yeah, yeah, yeah. are shit at comedy. I'm like, I'm not. I'm just one flea. And then I'm you'd there. go in and maybe there'd be so much interest because you're a flea doing stand-up and so you'd bring... I'd be a mock the week within a week. Yeah, you'd bring, you'd bring your like scripts and the BBC go, we'll make it. What is it called? You go, it's called Flea Bag. And then we went, oh, we've already got one of those. That was good. That was good. You did very well there. Did I? Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, you did um, well. Did I do well enough for a five-star review? Aww. Uh, you certainly did, in my opinion. But then we're I am biased. A lot, do you know what? We're getting a lot more on Spotify than on any other form. So if you live listen to Spotify, you're off the hook. <laughs> <laughs> what I... Um, should we talk about... We're going to do a Patreon, aren't we? Yeah. I know we talked as well, but it's happening now. We're gonna. There's going to be some tears. We haven't quite worked out everything, but... There's um, going to be a lot of tears. There's going to be a lot of tears. <laughs> uh, yeah, one day you'll get vid- live video footage of my partner Sophie running into the room and seeing that I've become a tiny flea and crying instantly. <laughs> John, <laughs> you forgot you threatened this for weeks. You finally become what you what I most feared, a flea. <laughs> and the exterminator just walks in. No! He killed all my family. <laughs> Please. Oh, I'm now. It's funny. The conversation has now gone on so, so long and I'm so tired. I would now be disappointed if you don't become a flea. I've sort of built it up in my head now. Yeah. I think it would be a real opportunity for this podcast. I think my issue is if I become a flea, I, I'd, I'd have to... I'd be really scared of the flea killer. He's hmm. the worst. I don't know what I'd do... Because I'd, I'd have paid him to come and kill me. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's hope the transformation doesn't happen in the next sort of hour, then. Thank our fingers crossed, mate. Bloody hell. <laughs> Talons crossed. <laughs> anyway, um, let's get on with this episode. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. We still love making this bloody show, you know. We still love making it. And I hope you love listening to it. Because it's a it's a labour of love. 
And we're giving birth to a lot of debt right now. <laughs> he's right. he's wanting to do a debt-ridden flea in history. I caramba. I caramba. All right. Um, see you after the this bit of adverts. Great. That, that's what they always say on TV. See you after this bit of adverts. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello and welcome back to Failing Better. Today, the book we are going to be looking at is a book called Daring Greatly, How the Courage to be Vulnerable Transforms the Way We Live, Love, Parent and Lead by Brené Brown. I uh, can I say straight away, Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to learn anything from this book. Why not? it's about being vulnerable. Exactly. And this is why I picked it for you, Sean. The I least vulnerable man in Britain. I don't know about that. I think, well, what, what is vulnerability? Well, she defines it. Okay. Well, I guess this is a very important book. Have you? Did you genuinely pick this for me? Yeah, I picked it for me. Well, this I've got one for next week as well. Have you? So yeah, there's yeah. a note here. It's called how, so- to mon- how's that, how to monetize a dirty little flea. <laughs> looking, just a bit of a flea looking sexy on a street corner. <laughs> By Anthony Kiedis, lead singer of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, um, this is sweet. And there's a little uh, a personalised note in this copy. Uh, it says... Merry Christmas, Johnny. I know 2017 is going to be a wonderful year for you <laughs> as you continue to dare greatly from Sophie Willen. She bought that's, me a book for Christmas. That's so lovely. Isn't and it were lovely? you an item back then? Were you sort of starting to be an item? I honestly cannot remember. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I remember about this book is on like New Year's Day, I was reading it sat in a pub and he did a tweet or something saying uh, sat in a pub reading a self-help book drinking a beer this year could go anywhere and it got loads of retweets <laughs> that's the thing I remember ahead of my girlfriend giving me this lovely book and how was 2017 for you? So, I mean this is a fascinating case study then in this book because you read it the 1st of December 2017 did I say 1st of December? clearly first, meant 1st no, of January sorry 1st of January yeah um, so how did it go? how did it 
Well, what happened in 2017 in the world of Johnny Pelham? <clears throat> I honestly say I've got such a bad memory. Do you think I've got like the worst memory of anyone you've ever known? Well, how long is a flea's memory? It's probably only a second or two anyway, so... Well, actually, flea's have very long memories. People with trauma have very long memories. We remember the great massacre of number 12, Highfield Bird. <laughs> the great destruction of all my brothers and cousins. Oh, it must be hard. If, we, it, if it does turn out that fleas are, like, very sentient and very intelligent, we've really fucked them. Like, We'd have to... I mean, there's colonialism and there's yeah. what humans do to fleas. It's disgraceful. I mean, if, as speaking as a flea advocate, it's a fucking disgrace <laughs> what we do to them. Because even vegetarians will kill a flea. Like, there's no vegetarian like, oh yeah, I'll just get flea bitten. I 100% will kill... I'm a vegetarian, I'll kill a flea. You're, but yeah, I'll, kill, but... I'll, kill a, I'll kill a cow and eat it as well. So why do you think humans are okay killing fleas? I mean, it's because they're so small and lack sentience and cuteness. Well, because we always hear about the food chain, the ecosystem. Oh, what's the flea adding that much? People say like ants, you know, bees. It's like, oh, you do need them. What's a flea? But fleas just live on They are leeches. Animals. They're literal leeches. They suck your blood. I want to suck your blood. <laughs> That's it. That's our. That's the. Fuck that's me. the flea slogan. That's our slogan. It's fleas. Oh, <laughs> Do what? Doing a crap Dracula impression? No, no. That's we, we're all from um, Transylvania. Every flea originates from Transylvania, and they hop across on the boat. You know, they get a they get a, a horrible reception from this anti-immigration country we now live in. But they they make their ways, and uh, but they keep their roots in their accent, fleas. Well, that that was a um, that was I, a sentence that lasted a lot longer than I anticipated. I'll tell you that. I'm sure I, I want to, to lie on your dog and eat its blood. <laughs> I want to lay eggs in your bed. This is like this is like watching a student review. Like that, this is like I'm at the Edinburgh Fringe and I've been given a free ticket to a student review, and they're all 19. And they go, here's our here's our impression. If whatever flea was from Transylvania. Oh, I want to say in your beddy. <laughs> Thanks, and guys. Would, what, would you give it a five-star rating? Uh, I would give it a five-star rating, and I'd I say that if our listeners should give an equivalent show a five-star rating. Good to hear, Bebe. Um, um, so, no, so, so 2017, what happened with you in 2017? I've got no idea, Sean. Can you, could you say that? Like, if I was to say what happened to you in 2015, would you know? I'd probably remember... I'd remember the Edinburgh show that I did, and I'd, and through that, I... Like, I'd remember my stand-up, yeah. and through that, I'd, I, I'd know what happened in 2015. Like, I know what happened in my life. I can stuff. honestly say I have absolutely no... I don't know where I was living. I don't... I don't there's... I, I must you have were been definitely, in London. You were living near me. You were, in, you were still in Streatham. Because I was, I was so living... I, I was I, living around the corner from you. Because I think I, I came in and we were hanging out a lot in 2017. Well, I'll See, you, I have no idea about that. I mean, I imagine if I was in that squat, then things were not going well for me. Although I had no. a lot of fun time, probably. I always had fun whenever I went round, but yeah. I had the key element where I was able to not go round. I think maybe me and Sophie started dating in 2017 then. How long? That's five years. I think we've been going out for... I don't know. I'm very bad at anniversaries and stuff. Yeah, I can tell that. I, the, <laughs> amount tell. Time, the amount of times Sophia says to me, God, do you remember our third date when this happened? And I sometimes I lie and go, oh, yeah, it was such a good time. Most time I go, <laughs> oh, I have yeah, no it was, idea. It was such a good time. <laughs> that is what a flea would say if he was shut up like <laughs> a human. Say, yeah. Yes, it was a good time. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it was the worst of times. It was a good time to be a flea. 2017. Um... 
Alright, I'm going to read 2017 was a good time to be a flea. I think we can all agree with that. Fleabag was out, was it? That was the greatest flea, time to be a flea. Fleabag had put fleas and bag bags on the map. <laughs> Are you a carrier bag or a flea? Come to 2017. <laughs> Fleeby Waller Bridge is a... Uh, I mean, if Phoebe Waller-Bridge was a flea, <laughs> and she goes, guys, I did, I've been a flea this whole time. Why did I literally call my show Flea Bag because I'm a flea? That would be great if she one day at like the Oscars, she unzipped herself and it was just a giant flea asking for compassion to her species. It was, <laughs> it was twenty thousand fleas on each other's shoulders yeah. in a long coat. We deserve respect. <laughs> we, were, we were such a great sitcom. We come in peace. We just want to. We just want to live with you collaboratively. I'd watch that. That'd go viral. <laughs> Do you know what? I reckon it would go viral. It'd be funny if, if I... Phoebe Waller-Bridge yeah. took off her clothes and was just a bunch of fleas. I'd go so far as to say that would go viral. <laughs> It'd be funny if David Icke was like, God, I just didn't go far enough. <laughs> that, that would be a David Icke... Th- I mean, we really put David Icke to shame. He's just saying... The, he goes, oh, yeah, some rich and powerful people are lizards. We're going so far as to say some pretty successful TV writers are fleas. <laughs> That's more out there. Ike. Yeah. Well, if anyone who likes Icke's theories... Like we need to get this on a Reddit forum or something because I think this could go big. This could be the thing that makes failing better. Yeah, the home of witty better, better. And, and absurd flea conspiracy. I think I think that's the problem. Is we, we've been thinking our comedy is going to be enough to get us through. No, but no, we need to now go hard on. Yeah, flea, this episode is fleas, and then next episode we'll figure out another conspiracy theory. Great, I'm up for um, that. Do you believe in any conspiracy theories other than the fleas? Obviously. Uh, I can't think of the big ones. Not really. Because d- um... all I'm saying is that moon looks awful edible to me. <laughs> well, of course. To a flea, the whole world's edible. <laughs> well, that's um... the, that's the, uh, the message that's drilled into us as very young fleas. The whole world is edible. <laughs> it's going to be a hard world out there for you fleas. That's what we're going to talk about flea school. Go out there and make your mark, quite literally. Fight into anything that has blood. Anyway, I'm going to read a quote now. I think Elvis. I think Elvis might. I think Elvis was alive for a while. Do you? I, I wonder about that. Why? What? I don't know anything about that conspiracy. Really? Didn't he die shitting on the toilet? Yeah, yeah. So why do you think that was? Because if you're going to fit your own death, that's not. A, that's not a death, is it? That's not. A... But why would you fit? If you're going to fit your own death, why do you say yeah? Why don't we do it? You know. Surrounded... I don't think he is alive. I just. I, I wanted to bring something to the conversation, but I was reading about it recently, and um, I saw some interesting films about it. Really? There's, pe- there's a lot. A lot of people claim that he isn't dead or that he was alive. So what's the why? What's the theory that why did he fake his death? Because he hated fame. I think so. Yeah, I think he just couldn't. I just, I just think if you're going to fake your own death, you don't fake your own death dying, <laughs> dying by shitting on a toilet. You know what I mean? I just. Think I think got... it's the ultimate ruse. Yeah, maybe. Like if you heard, if you go, if you hear Sean McLaughlin's dead, what do he do? He jumped in front of a bullet and saved some. Some orphans. You go. Yeah, yeah. Sean McLaughlin did that. <laughs> they go. The YouTuber. This, 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 this. <laughs> what the whole city centre back did that? that? Doesn't make sense. But if you heard Sean McLaughlin killed himself, he slipped in a sewer, uh, and his <laughs> cock, his cock bled out. <laughs> yeah, you go. Yeah, that is very true. Actually. He was he, he was crying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a flea he was crying. A flea jumped uh, he, on him. He really happened. He, he could have been saved by a beautiful woman, but she refused on principle to give him mouth to mouth. 
Okay, yep, and that's sure. That's sure, yeah, boy. Desperate Fleet was only giving him aftermath. <laughs> I know my podcast. <laughs> I love the blood, but I hate the lack of audio content I'm going to get. Oh, oh. Right, I'm going to read a quote about Roosevelt now. This podcast is... <laughs> <laughs> Of course you are. Of course you are. Welcome to Failing Better. You Cheers. Failing Better, the home of witty banter and quotes. Right. right, let's get vulnerable, Johnny. Come on. We've only right. got about ten more minutes. And that is true. I can't find a quote. This is... <laughs> <laughs> okay, now, come That's on, quite vulnerable, though. Quite vulnerable. That I can't find... Right, it's his famous man in the arena quote. Do you know this? Yeah, I know about it. It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who's come short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming. But who does actually strive to do the deeds who knows great enthusiasms the great devotions who spends himself in a worthy cause who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement and who at the worst if he fails at least fails whilst daring greatly what a good quote it is a good quote that i don't think we should be um uh saying that the critics don't count and also encouraging five-star reviews for this podcast from our listeners um but i think the critics who don't dig this don't count but our supporters, they count. They certainly count. Fuck the haters, am I right? Fuck the haters love the winners. Love the, <laughs> love the lovers. Fuck the haters, love the lovers. Do you think that's good? Do you think this... What would you give this? At, <laughs> I don't, I don't think you want to know the answer to that. <laughs> five, then. Let's just take it as a solid five star. It's got to be five, isn't it? Um, so that Roosevelt, Roosevelt said that. So I like that quote a lot. I do, Because I agree with that, actually. I always think that we put ourselves out there on this podcast in our day-to-day life but you know something it is hard being a stand-up and you do get judged but at least we're in there and we're in the game and we're in the pack and that's enough sometimes look it's very easy to criticise me it's very easy to say I'm stupid it's very easy to say I'm ugly it's very easy to say I'm pathetic Anyone can anyone can it's insult easy. Johnny, all right? It's anyone easy. can criticise Johnny. Yeah, but, but end, then end, the end, of th- end of thought. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but I always feel that when people like come and slag off Michael McIntyre or something, I do think, well, you couldn't do it. You could make four hundred people laugh till they wet themselves at the comedy store. Yeah. So stop. So fuck off. But then I do often swear at footballers, and arguably they could they could quote that right back at me. I mean, if I played, yeah, exactly. But but like I suppose it's different, isn't it? I don't think it is because I was going to say it's different because it's a job. But then I thought, wait one content minute, this is our job. I think with comedians, people, most people, because most people have the tools to be a comedian because you just have to be able to talk. That is true. So Whereas football, yes. I think even like if you, even when you see terrible, terrible professional football, you think, well, these are these are so good. That is football. true. That is true. Whereas yeah. when you see a very bad comedian, you go, well, I really could do that, and you yep. could. Yeah, yeah, that is true because the, the 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 basic skill level is so low on so many comedians mm. who, who are not professional, who are just doing it, and they think this person's just mentally ill. Mm. This person dresses a flea <laughs> and talking about talking about flip talking about Phoebe Waller Bridge, <laughs> Phoebe Waller Bridge, flea bag. God. So, so what's this book about then? So let's let's go over it. In, if I was just describing in a sentence, which I probably shouldn't do, as we've got you know half an hour. Um, it's basically the idea that um, vulnerability, that 
vulnerability is about uncertainty, risk, and emotional exposure. And to us, to have connection or love or anything, we have to be willing to lean into the uncertainty and emotional risks of living a full life. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, she has a few myths to bust, firstly, about uh, vulnerability. Firstly, the idea that vulnerability is a weakness. She does not think that is true. Because, obviously, you think vulnerability is a weakness, don't you, Sean? Um, what do you mean by that? Because you're always like, I'm not vulnerable, I'm really strong. You know, I am you're... strong. <laughs> Who? Um... It's a weakness. It's a weakness for you to to not see that. See that you're strong. Well, what? I mean, what? What? Okay. I mean, I don't understand how that means. I wake up in the morning and I think, great, everything's perfect. There's nothing wrong. <laughs> yeah. I always say that to myself every yeah. 15 seconds. I go, there's nothing going wrong. This is everything is going right for me. Every, yeah. Nothing is going wrong today. Yeah. So where's the vulnerability? So do you, how, when you're saying everything's going right, if anything doesn't go right, do you, are you able to incorporate that into your slogan or do you just ignore it? Well, for example, I know exactly where you're coming from, but here's what you understand. Like, for example, if I make a mistake, yeah. I usually immediately realise that that was better than what I intended. What do you mean by that? So you fall, you've, you've slipped on some soap, you've fallen, you're, like, you're turtling in the, in the bathroom. What? No. So, yeah, for you example... Being, great, I'm glad I'm on the floor. This is better than walking. I wake up, yeah. get straight in the shower, yeah. look at myself in the mirror, go, great, this is exactly how I want to look. Nothing is wrong here. <laughs> Great. There is literally yeah. nothing wrong here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Start the shower. The water's cold. I go, great. Wanted it to be cold, actually. Yeah. Slip on the t- slip on the soap. Turtling. Turtle heading as well. But t- <laughs> <laughs> some turtle heading. Adam turtle. I'm on my back. Turtling squared. I'm, I'm on my back. I'm, I'm sort of ravishing around. I can't get up. <laughs> I could be trapped there for life. Which, you know, that's a, it's a long life. I could be trapped there. Yeah, turtles but live for years. Turtles live like two tur- years. <laughs> Turtle. I mean, that's the key thing. As soon as you're lying on your back, you gain all of the physiological elements of a turtle, including long life. So I've heard. So I, um, and so I immediately go, great, this is brilliant. This is exactly what I want. Right. Because, it, because and this is the key thing, if I do accept the truth of my situation, it hurts. So I lie to myself. Well, this is... <laughs> is that- this is exactly what you need to change, Sean. <laughs> because no, I, I don't. I don't. What part of it hurts? Do you not understand? But you've got to lean into the hurt because because what she says later on in this book is that when we numb, some we can't selectively numb. So obviously, I, what I got from that is you're insecure about your appearance when you get in the shower. You're insecure about your inability to afford hot water. You're insecure about your your sudden uh, ability to become a turtle, and you wish you lived less long. But when you're numbing all those things, what you're also numbing is your ability to feel joy and happiness and love and connection. So look, you're, you might be a sort of, you know, a stoic turtle, but what you want to be is a loved man. Okay, I mean, it, this all sounds like new age, new age bullshit to me, but carry on. What she says, right... Is that vulnerability isn't letting it all hang out. You know, they see these people on Facebook who are like, oh, I'm feeling really depressed right now and everything's going wrong. That isn't vulnerability. Because vulnerability. What do you think about. Do you, have you ever done anything like that? Have I done anything like what? When you. You know, when those people who post things on Facebook, which. And I always. I never know whether to like. Because sometimes, I guess, if you're putting that on Facebook, you probably are quite unhappy. 
And mm. so I don't want to be like mean to them, but then it is also a bit weird, I think. Well, it's very performative in its own way. I mean, I think I think there's I think the thing is the problem is the performative there's there's the sincere versions of that which I do think people do find it like it's a way that they can maybe ask for help. And then there probably is a performative half of it of people who are kind of, you know, it probably doesn't come from a healthy place, but they probably just want a bit of attention. Mm. And the issue is both of them are the same. I think that's exactly Online, right. they are the same. And so, you know, half of it half of it is genuine and people who like, oh, oh, I feel so bad for you. And then half of it's just like, oh, you're just a bit of a self-centered prick and, you know, you've lost a toffee crisp and now you're having a strop. <laughs> well, that's quite painful because I actually just wrote a Facebook post about leaving a toffee crisp yesterday, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, you did. And I and it disgusted me. Yeah, it disgusted I me, Johnny. And I because I knew you weren't sad. I knew you weren't that sad. I'm and really also, sad. you shouldn't be. You shouldn't be picking up Toffee Chris with your tiny flea hands. <laughs> <laughs> it's way too big for you. There was a bit where I thought, am I eating the Toffee Chris? Or is this Toffee Chris eating me? And that's that's a difficult thing about being a flea. Everything's so massive that you're never quite aware of your relationship to it. <laughs> So basically, update on the episode, Johnny to flee and I'm a turtle. <laughs> it's uh, 9.30 in the morning. I don't know what the fuck's going on in my head. And Johnny to flee and I'm a turtle. Cheers, everyone. Um, so basically, the idea is, um, what she says is shame is what stops us being vulnerable. And shame, mm. really, human beings are meant to connect. I, this is genuinely, I'd say this is a good book. If you want... You can go on YouTube and there's a TED Talk this woman gives, which is very good. Uh, so that would be worth checking out. I think it's called The Power of Vulnerability. But her idea is that uh, human beings need to connect. To live a happy, fun life, they need to connect. Mm. And the thing that stops us connecting is shame. And shame is um, the fear of disconnection. And it's the idea there's something about me that if I revealed, people wouldn't like me anymore. And what she says is shame is universal. Um everyone has it which is the same word as universal uh, and no one wants to talk about it and the less we talk about it the more we have it so that is why I, my impression Sean is that you're dripping in shame I, I don't know what would give you that impression I, are you are you Catholic if you saw someone walking down the street yeah. and every and every literally every 10 seconds he's going everything is perfect in my life nothing is going wrong I wouldn't look at that person and think he's hiding something what do you I'd think? say, great, he's, he's having... He, I mean, he's he couldn't be clearer with his intentions. Would you think the only thing you'd think is, God, maybe he could sit every eight seconds? Like, maybe well, he, could just, yeah, yeah. He, he could increase the frequency of which he tells the world and himself he's fine. I would ask him, I'd go, are you okay, mate? And he'd go, I, uh, everything's fine, nothing's going wrong. I'd go, okay, because I noticed there's a nine-second nine <laughs> lag between you saying that. Yeah, yeah, And yeah, then yeah. he'd probably go... He'd probably be like, Do you know what, you're right, and I am giving the wrong impression. And so maybe his whole life is just a constant blur of him telling everyone that he's doing great. <laughs> and do you think that guy's successful? Do you think that's what Bill Gates does? Um, I don't know. That was quite vulnerable because you, you didn't have an answer. <laughs> is, that, is that vulnerability? Not knowing. Vulnerable, I guess vulnerability is allowing uncertainty and allowing yourself to be... Do you view yourself as a vulnerable person in the world? Well, I one of the things she talks about is how you, you can avoid vulnerability by just being avoidant and numb. So I definitely do that. Mm. But I feel like when you are vulnerable, I definitely feel like when you're vulnerable, like, you know, when you're sending an email to someone saying, look, this is my script, will you read it? Mm. That is vulnerability, isn't it? And then they get back and say, I, Sean, honestly, this is, 
I got the worst feedback for Scoop Daddy that I've ever done in my life. Like, it was... I genuinely thought it was a good script. And then Sophie read it. She's got a fucking BAFTA. She was like, this is a really good script. Sent it to someone. It was unbelievable how... Like, I've never had feedback that negative at anything I've ever done in my life. Jesus. Anyway, that was six what months was of my about? life wasted. What was it about? I got my head in my show. I thought that... Was it that... Hasn't it been, like, picked up by a production company? It's yeah, picked up by a production company, sent to a fucking channel, let me tell you. Gold TV will not be getting. <laughs> let me tell you something. MTV base are not going to be making the Johnny Fallon <laughs> trauma show. Yeah, it was really... I, I, um, look, look, I'm going to stop my character now. I'm going to stop doing this. What character? Well, yes, exactly. And I'm going to be very honest with you. Yeah. Because, obviously, I've made a lot of jokes about, you know, everything's going fine, I'm not vulnerable. But I sincerely now want to just say to you and to the listeners, obviously, things are going very well. And I don't know what any of you are talking about. <laughs> we should make but it, it is, I do, I do find it... Uh, it's, just, it's just hard putting yourself out there. But the thing is, it's harder to not do that. Well, long, that's it. That's long, exactly, term, yeah. long term, it's harder to not do that. Eventually, I mean, it has to... Uh, ha- eventually something has to happen if you've got an itch to scratch I think yeah. you need to do it in your life the central premise I think is that like if you if you want love and connection and all that shit you have to be open to uncertainty and risk and putting yourself out there is essentially the but, and her idea is we don't do that more and more because um, what she says the three keys to courage uh, which is a bit wanky as a sentence uh, compassion connection and Courage. Oh no! So the three keys are not the three. Well, one keys. One of the keys is courage. <laughs> no, yeah. is like a, fucking, what I, is I this just, shit? I, I read my notes. There were three keys. I thought it was the three keys to courage. Turned out there were three keys. Courage was one of the keys. <laughs> <laughs> the three keys are courage, compassion, and connection. The courage to be imperfect. The compassion. I've got to... three keys actually on my keyring. Have you? I've got two. Front door, back door, and courage. <laughs> Um, <laughs> courage is a metaphorical key. I've got a metaphorical key on my keyboard. Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, you basically the problem I miss is, is I quite agree with it, but I think it is one of those things I think where there is sort of one central idea that then she repeats for two hundred fifty pages. Well, yes, I mean, loathe we as a podcast to criticise that because I would say that we're now on what is this episode eighteen or nineteen? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, I mean, how many? Um, I mean, how many ideas do you think we've got on this podcast? We've got fucking loads of ideas. We've got an idea that Phoebe Wallenberg is 200 fleas. I mean, not many. We've got, you know, an idea that you're a turtle, that I'm a flea, somehow. Yeah. You've just wiped, you've wiped sun cream on your head. <laughs> yeah. I'm worried I'm going to get burnt. I, um, I, I, I tell you something. The older I get, yeah. this, this, is, this, is, this, 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 this is something I believe. Let's, this is going to be clipped for YouTube. <laughs> this is going to go viral. This, is, this goes viral. Yeah. The older I get, the more yeah. I can't live in, in, in shame. I too am a flea. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I think um that's where we met in the in the underground flea <laughs> underground flea sort of bars of New York. Yeah, flea bar, flea market. <laughs> we lived at the flea market, the flea circus. Out. I think this is the shittest episode we've ever done. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. I don't <laughs> think that. I think um, here's what I think. Yeah. And this is me being serious. I know a lot of people now, and I've known them for many years. And that's the end of my anecdote. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. And there are people who 
show uh, who do you, I think you can see the fear in them growing mm. over life and their world gets smaller and their desire to get out of their comfort zone it, it doesn't exist and the bottom line is you can have a happy life like that but you need a lot of luck if you never if you literally never push yourself or, or get out of that comfort zone you need so much luck because if you don't meet the right person or find the right job or if, if stuff stops happening in that way I would say you are ill-equipped with the tools to get out of that and I say that as someone who basically spent too long living within a comfort zone and now I don't I do not have a comfort zone I'm literally always uncomfortable no matter what zone I'm in <laughs> but do I have a happy life also no where is he going with this? Maybe this is the worst episode we've ever done. No, what do you know so what I mean? What, what, no, what was so lovely about that show was you were vulnerable, you were honest, it was lovely. It was maybe a peak podcast moment of Sean being vulnerable, speaking truth, and then you panicked. <laughs> As always with this podcast, one of us tried flies to way too close to the sun. <laughs> it us. But I, think that, I do think that. I, th- I agree 100%. And I wish I... The thing is, it is shit and it's really hard trying to do things and trying to be be a person and make something of yourself, either in your love life or your friends or your career or whatever. You can take the road... If you're taking the road less travelled, it is awkward and it's... You know, and there's anxieties there. But you need to... You need to do it. I can't just... You can't just be comfortable for... Like, you... Otherwise, you just, it's gone. There's no point. I couldn't life is, life's not about that. What's weird is I realised in 2017, I think maybe in the year I started therapy, to like, which was all the... and Which led to the show, which, you know, and, and, and led to my relationship with Sophie and all those things. So I completely agree. And that's the, I think that is... I mean, maybe we just sort of wrap up, because I think it's the essential idea is if you want to live a happy life, you have to allow yourself to be emotionally vulnerable and realise that, that that brings uncertainty and anxiety but all those things are just essential to being a happy flea i did it there where i had to try and make so, yeah, a joke I, could, I, I was wondering w- at what point you would hit the uh hit the emotional escape the eject button <laughs> <laughs> i think this is quite nice actually i think we've both opened up i think we have too um, what i mean right you can maybe we should do a poll next week. Your poll was fun because people essentially said on that Twitter. you were, on, you were yeah, too well, tall. Yeah, actually, I meant I meant to talk about that in the first section. I did a Twitter. We did a Twitter poll asking if I was too tall, not tall enough, or just fine, just the way I am. Too tall won it by a sniff. But actually, I was very pleasantly surprised that many of you think that I'm fine just the way I am. But what I'd say is less if than only half. My co-host would agree with less that. Less than half of our listeners thought you were okay the way you are. That must make you feel quite a lot of shame. <laughs> With the greatest of respect to our listeners, I don't have any fucking respect for those idiots. I um, I was sad that too short, too short was the one I wanted because I'd like you to be bigger. Because obviously you were gonna, you were gonna um, do whatever the whatever the group decided. You were gonna live like that, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they said I was too tall, I was gonna get height reduction surgery. Yeah, yeah. If they said I wasn't tall enough, I was gonna buy some stilts. Yeah. <laughs> so next week we'll do a podcast oh, we'll do a thing of have you found this one the best and did you enjoy the <laughs> sentimentality or was it the least funny and therefore the worst I don't think it was I don't think it's I think this has been funny it's funny but we were we were honest for 
two minutes. Yeah, is we were too, honest for two minutes. Is that too much honesty? Right, here's the, right, here's the flip side of it. Yeah. Every single day I regret most of the decisions I've made in my life. <laughs> and I do think I wish I could just have a normal job and a normal life and not have to ever be stressed and I could just play but even if you have, Even if you have a normal job, you still have to be vulnerable. It's not like if you're in an office. Because if you want to live a happy life, you can still work in office, but then you have to, you know, try and, like, ask the girl or boy out or you have... You, like, you still have to have moments of vulnerability. Ask the girl or boy out. Um... What what do you think is the job or the life where you have the least amount of like you can just it's nothing like there's no worries or anxieties you never have to you never take the risk of going up probably making too much well I guess it, is it probably something like being a billionaire because you can just take drugs and numb yourself and you never like you, no like obviously because the, you don't get you don't be a billionaire without having what something. I mean it's like being the son of a like or the like so, like because they just have no. They they can. I guess what they can do is they can ensconce themselves from any risk because they've got money, so they can just have total hedonism but no connection. I reckon being like a university librarian or something like that, where it's like mm. it's very very. Oh, like I'm sure that's. I mean, that, I'm sure that's not true. I'm sure there's loads of issues. Well, there'll be loads of university like just like reading Karl Marx in the, the dark fight to start a revolution. That's what I'd do. I'd be the Imagine me trying to lead a revolution. I, 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 I'd struggle to find you leading a... I, I've been, constructing a Scalectrics track. I've been meaning to sign up. a new world order. I've been trying to sign up to TikTok for six weeks and I haven't done it yet. <laughs> I, keep, it's, I keep putting it on my to-do list, Sean. To join TikTok. <laughs> and then what would like, you do on there? What like, I've got it? Avalon have clipped loads of my videos, my agency. You've got an agent, I wouldn't brag or anything, things are going pretty fucking well at Johnny Pelham Towers. Um, they've clipped up a, a special, and I need to put it on there to try and get anyone to know who I am. Well, that would be good, wouldn't it? Be very yeah, it might good. Help just just after your tour has ended. Yeah. Um, all right, let's... Um, well, that, I, I, it look. is a good book. To sum up, if you want to live life, you have to take risks. It's a very good book. Uh, it's also a good TED Talk. It'd be worth your time to listen to. And um, thank you very much for spending some time <laughs> with us. We've got morning. a lot of emails asking about stuff. I get a lot. We get a lot of messages asking me stuff like this. Like, how do we? Be- Sorry, there's a playground outside my house, and there seems to be some sort of sports day happening. I don't know if that's that's exciting. Through. Is there an egg and spoon race happening? I'm not allowed legally. I'm not allowed to look. Or, <laughs> they're, they're, I'm not meant to be discussed. I think it's because it's, my first instinct was let's do a pedophile joke. And then I thought I won't do that, and then you did. I think it's disgraceful that that's still where. That's still what we are. I'm not allowed. No, it's not because of. No, it's why, just why, that that's what you thought I was doing. Why aren't you allowed to look out of your window? No, they are not meant to know I'm where I am. Why? Because I steal chalk from them, <laughs> and they know who I am. It's and they chalk. go, if we ever find him, so I steal ch- and I steal chalk. From so you're them. scared of the children? <laughs> I'm not scared of the children. I'm scared of the grown-ups. Oh, I don't steal chalk from the from the tarts. <laughs> The tots, the tots. I thought you said something weird. Um, <laughs> this is maybe the worst episode. Yeah, Look, let's We've let's do a mental. quick mail and fail bag and then mail uh, and fail bag. Okie dokie. So, welcome to section three. It's the mail and fail bag. Johnny's uh, favourite section. John- I'm referring to myself in in third person because you always say that, and I, want, I felt like there was a gap which I decided to fill. I think it's good. That, I think it's good. For you to refer to yourself in the third person. I'm Johnny the Flea. Johnny the Flea Pelham, and I'm running from President of the Universe. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
Okay. Well, uh, th- I mean, I would say things took a, a real turn there, didn't it? <laughs> also, you didn't refer to yourself in the third person. If you say, I'm Johnny the Flea, that's oh, not shit. referring to... I'm Johnny the Flea, I'm running for the president of the universe. <laughs> Who are you running against, Johnny the Flea? Uh, Albert the... Uh, <laughs> Albert the Aardvark. <laughs> Fuck this. You're so bad at this, man. You're so unfunny. <laughs> who, are you, who, are you, who are you running against? You fucking I'm not, twerp. I'm not in it. What, what, I'm not, what? I didn't bring this up, did I? You're a fucking loser, man. Who are you running against? You fucking I'm Sean the Turtle and I'm running against uh, Sally the Snake. Yeah, it's hard to come up with an M. Sally the Snake. Sally the Snake's all right. What? It's not better than Alma the Aardvark. This is shit. Please give us three pound a month. <laughs> we, sh- we shouldn't do episodes this early again. No, you look oh. dead. You've been working. You've been working too hard. Working Sean too looks, much. I would say, very ill. And it, I said tired earlier, but I meant ill. It's just, uh, I'd appreciate if you. All right, shut, shut, shut the fuck up, Johnny. <laughs> right, a couple of nice emails to go through. <laughs> By the way, um, it is failingbetterpod at gmail.com if you wish to be part of the mail and fail bag in future, uh, Johnny the Flea's favourite section. Will it still be his favourite <laughs> section if he wins his election for president of the universe? What is your first policy, by the way, that you're doing? Um, the end of planets. I believe we're all from one universe. We need to get rid of this idea of Earth and Jupiter. We're all one. So what, you're just destroying the planet? No, not destroying it. I'm getting rid of these. You know, all planets are. I'd say, just, I, I, I'd just say sort you of need lines to... <laughs> on the celestial map, all right? I, I, I think that's probably why your polls poll rating isn't that high. Um, you're getting battered by Albert because he's not phrased <laughs> that well. What I'd say it's end all planets. Doesn't sound like oh, the progressive hippie mean. idea that you seem to think it's. No, sounds. no, no. I'm not. I'm not in a sort of Darth Vader way. <laughs> I more mean that like one is a planet, man. We're all just living in this universe. Yeah, great. Great. Well, um, you've got what? You've won my vote. <laughs> <laughs> all right. This is a quick one from very regular uh, emailer, all the way from the Czech Republic. Woof, woof. <laughs> it's. It's Yaroslav Noha. Wow, that was, I'd say, would you say racist pronunciation? No, what's racist about that? Yaroslav Noha, how would you pronounce it? Yeah, no, you, you said it's Yaroslav Noha. Yaroslav Noha, that's how he sounds. Do you um, think Noha is very unfunny and that is why his name is Noha? Have we said that before? He, he's literally said this in the previous email he sent to us, which is on this list. <laughs> I mean, we are now at the point where we're stealing jokes from our own listenership. Um, all he said was, it's astrology, Johnny, not astronomy. You said astronomy at 301. That's the science. Astrology is the BS one. I'm not sure what that's a reference to, but I really wanted to make sure it was read out. Well, that's um, quite aggressive. What has he said? It's astrology, not astronomy. I think you, well, obviously you said the word astronomy when you should have said astrology in the last episode. Oh, God. Well, thanks for that, Yaroslav. And, and Yara- Yaroslav? And any listener, any other mistakes Johnny <laughs> no, makes, feel, feel free to send them. us an no. email, send us a tweet. No, I, I can't deal with that much vulnerability, even after this wonderful life-affirming book. Uh, but, 
I do make a lot of mistakes, so if, if you were, if people don't comment on all of them, that would be really helpful for me. I think maybe we'll do a poll of what was, what's your favourite one of Johnny's errors? Because mine is definitely when you called uh, Choco Isis Choco Isis. Choco Isis. <laughs> Choco Isis. Or when you called uh, Howard from the Halifax advert, <laughs> Halifax from the Harold advert. <laughs> that felt like an all-timer. Yeah. All right, let's get this. Uh, let's get this one in then. Here's, a, here's another little email for us. This is probably the last one we'll do. This is from Jamie Whitlow. Hello, Ooh. Jamie. Hello, Jamie. How are and you? And this one, get get guess how this one starts. Right. My name is Jamie Whitlow from Chicago, Illinois. Oh my God. USA. Yeehaw! <laughs> Howdy, partners. Is Obama from Illinois? I've made that up. Obama is from Chicago. Yeah, yeah, which is, yeah, great. So what, do you think he knows him? Do you know him? <laughs> Jamie! Get up, like, we're trying to get Obama on the pod. At the moment, his agent is being frankly rude. But if you can hook us up, that would be great. I'd love it if I... All right, let's, all right, let's just do... Before we read Jamie's thing, let's do a quick act out of Obama <laughs> on the pod, all right? I'll yeah. be Obama, you be Johnny Pelham. <laughs> Um, hello, Obama. What, what, what's your what's your accent? My, what name, accent? Is, my name is Barack. <laughs> um, how uh, are you today, Barack? Is that seriously your first question? This is a terrible podcast. Goodbye. Oh God, that he was quite rude. Yeah. Well, you didn't really help him, did you? You said hello. You said hello, Obama. <laughs> yeah, because I. Oh, I should have said Mr. President, probably. Probably, yeah. Hello, Should we try Mr. it again? We'll try yeah, it again. Yeah, yeah. We've got it back. Hello, Mr. President. Thanks for coming back on the pod. No problems. It truly is the home of witty banter. Well, that's what we like to say. <laughs> so, children in Yemen and these drones. What happened there, then? Uh, oh, shit. I've got a, I've got a turkey in the oven. Bye, boys. <laughs> See that? The home of what you're about to ask in the tough questions the media <laughs> fails to address. These kids in Yemen with the drones, what happened there? Drone warfare went up more than anyone in any other presidency under Obama. Is yeah, he the did. liberal god? We pretend he is. And, and will it go down when you become president of the universe, I suppose? That's a real question. Well, I actually see drones as sentient beings due to sort of intergalactic technological expansion. So drones are sentient and will not be used in any war. There's no one will be, because there will be no war. Because there are no countries and nothing to divide us. All we need is love. Oh, Jesus. Do, 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 do. Okay, all right. Let's 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 get this puppy back on, back on the road. Um, my name is Jommy... J- Jommy. Jamie Whitlow. <laughs> my name is John Bomb. <laughs> my name is Jamie Whitlow from Chicago, Illinois. I've been on the lookout for some artworks lately <laughs> in regards to... <laughs> I and my wife's anniversary, which is just around the corner. Uh, with that being said, I would like to purchase a surprise gift to my wife in <laughs> honour of our upcoming wedding anniversary. This is the email we've always wanted. <laughs> is this a con? Is this a spam email? I don't know either, because it looks very believable. But then why is he all, sending... All our spam stuff goes in our spam drawer. Whereas this has gone not in the spam drawer. What? And and, and the Google are pretty good with that. So this, maybe... Maybe uh, meant to send it. If it's a spoof, it's brilliant, Jamie. Truly it, a piece of art. It would be of help if you could send pictures of your piece of works. 
You hear that, Johnny? <laughs> he wants to buy some dick pics with their respective prices and sizes. <laughs> Mine's going to cost you a lot, mate. <laughs> yeah. I mean, whatever you want to pay, and let's be honest, it depends on the weather, uh, for the second question, which are for immediate or close to immediate sales. My budget for this is within the price range of five hundred to $6,000. <laughs> That's a lot of moolah. I tell I, you what, you can have a picture of my dick for 20 quid. <laughs> I look forward to reading from you in a view to knowing more about your piece of in- pieces of inventory. I've got no idea if this is a bot, a spam, or just an insane man trying to my very odd, a very <laughs> odd joke uh, that I'm not sure I get, Jamie. But if you I wanna- like it, though. If it is a joke, Jamie, this is Kafkaesque. Kafkaesque. Who's the anti-comic? Kaufman. Kaufman. I said Kafkaesque. We are trapped in a Kafkaesque bureaucratic nightmare of trying to sell sell you a picture of it. I don't really know what to say about that. Um, it's, should we say it's 6,000 on budget? Let's send him pictures. Look, I, 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 th- I think maybe we have a little art competition amongst our listeners. How about that? That's maybe we have the, idea. We have a painting competition. Listeners, we need you to draw me and Johnny and email us your pictures at failingbetterpod at gmail.com can you email you'd have to draw it on like art though can you you can take I guess you can take a picture of it you'd have to draw it on art (laughs) (laughs) I think I've this has been I've not been up my I've not been up my fluent best what do you mean you have to draw it on art do you mean like on paint I was thinking yeah I was thinking you wouldn't be able to but then I thought you could just take a picture of it you can just take a picture (laughs) of it I forgot that you can take pictures I tell you what we'll have two rounds We'll have the free draw round, yeah. and then we'll have the Microsoft Paint round. Yeah, listeners, I'm not joking. Actually, I think that'd be a really fun competition for us to run. And send your picture of us; we will get that put on a tote bag, and that will be part of our Patreon. How about that? That's and, that's a now that's a good deal. That, and also, Jamie Whitlow, his price range is from five hundred dollars to six thousand dollars. So the winner minimum's getting $500. You're getting $500 if you so, win this competition. Yeah, from Jamie Whit- guaranteed by Jamie Whitlow, if you win, you get $500. Minimum, yeah. you could get six grand. So it's worth putting your keys in the ring. So what? So it's going to be, what, should we ask them to just draw a picture of us doing yeah. something? Um, or or whatever, just... Whatever the person wants. Whatever the artist uh, wants us to be doing, they can draw it. We would love this. Do draw us a little picture. Do get it to us. It is a, uh, it's actually going to be a very interesting uh, experiment in how many people listen to the end of the podcast <laughs> because we're throwing this right in at the end. Um, but send them to failingbetterpod at gmail.com or I guess you can send them to us on Twitter at failingpod where there's a lot of a lot of witty banter going on. Oh, you, you may assume me to send it to us on TikTok when I get that sign up. Yes, Johnny. Uh, yes, I'd say six weeks is, is a very long time to try and obtain a, a TikTok account. I think they can usually be obtained in about five days. or I mean, five five minutes. Not five days. <laughs> God, I'm knackered. Um, um, well, shall we... Is this the end of the pod? Have you had a good, have you had a I, good I pod? It, I think it is the end of the pod, and I don't even just read this episode. <laughs> I think I really... My favourite bit of this pod is when you were vulnerable and talked about how important you have to get out of your box. You do have to get out of your comfort zone. I uh, love that, Sean. I thought it was very moving and touching. It made me I, feel I could excited. Do, I could do with a, 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 a platinum-laced comfort zone right now, though, because I, I'm, <laughs> I'm all at sea. Um, anyway, shut, shut, shut the fuck up. Um, send us emails, 
and drawings to failingbetterpod at gmail.com. Follow Ooh. us on Twitter at failingpod. Oh, on Google Maps. <laughs> Johnny, I swear to God. Have you been bitten by like a radioactive dad? <laughs> I think I have. I think the thing was I came in here with a lot of gusto and then it's really... I mean, I think, I think this has been my worst performance on a pod. I think I that think I, so. This week I feel like I've been I'm like, telling you it hasn't been. I've been like Jay Spearing. I just haven't got going. My passes have been all over the place. Well, look, uh, the key thing is we gave it a bash. And that's all you could ever ask for in a podcast. <laughs> Two hosts giving it a pop. Um, do keep giving us reviews, please. Uh, and a, maybe a rating if you if you can be bothered. Um, and join us next Tuesday when we'll have a little guest. We're not going to say who it is. All we'll say is he was born in Honolulu, and he was raised in Illinois. And he is that another church bell going? <laughs> yeah. Well, fair enough. Um, God's uh, coming for me. God's coming for you. Uh, send for the flea. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, uh, it's been very fun. It's, as ever, an absolute pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much for listening to this pod. Uh, I hope you all have good lives. Uh, and the key thing to remember is I'm Sean McLaughlin. I'm Johnny Pallon. And together we are... Failing <laughs> See you next week, everyone. Bye-bye. A podcast from producerpaul.co.uk. I mean, I'm sure it'll be fine. All right, it'll work, won't it? Asta, it's going out tomorrow. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.